All I want to know is why are the Atlanta Falcon fans still talking? Brian trying to take the check down. It got intercepted by Shy Tuttle. The rookie out of the rookie out of the rookie out of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Stiff arms Ryan flat down as he's down inside the 20. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition of the State of the Saints podcast, (laughs) this is for the Saints fan and all of us, right? There is nothing greater as a Saints fan than to hate on the Atlanta Falcons. That's right, Who That Nation. This show is dedicated to those underachieving losers that call themselves the Atlanta Falcons. Now, you know Who That Nation, on yesterday, we had um, some Atlanta Falcon fans infiltrated the chat. You had people that were part of the Atlanta Falcon fan base decide to come in and talk noise. And me being the uh bigger person right i decided not to talk about the atlanta falcons but then i got off the state of the saints podcast and i started to look at social media and i realized with that nation that you had a lot of people that are part of the atlanta falcon fan base talking mad noise and maybe it's something that i'm missing I don't know who that nation, maybe I'm tripping, okay? Maybe, I I mean, maybe I'm just out of the loop here, but (laughs) aren't the Atlanta Falcons, like, aren't they like one of the worst teams in football? Like, aren't they like that team that's been struggling all season long? I mean, I, I just don't get it. For some apparent reason, you have Atlanta Falcon fans talking noise. And I just don't understand how can they possibly be talking noise after some of the things that took place with that organization, that trash bag, pitiful excuse of an organization. Yet they still find ways to talk noise. And for some apparent reason, they think that they're relevant. Look, this show is dedicated to all of the Saints fans that just hate the Falcons. In a few minutes, I'm going to open up the phone lines and I'm going to let you vent your frustrations. I'm going to let you talk about the Atlanta Falcons because apparently the Atlanta Falcons think that they are playoff contenders. 
The Atlanta Falcons think that they actually are a seven and two team. The Atlanta Falcons actually think people actually give a damn about their franchise. Let's make something perfectly clear for all the Atlanta Falcon fans that's probably filing into here because Quite frankly, y'all ain't got no other podcast that y'all can choose from, maybe two or three, because y'all know the only reason how people start percolating and perking up their they podcast when it comes to Atlanta Falcons is when y'all grandstanding, because we know that y'all not really real fans out there. So y'all come to places like the New Orleans Saints podcast, like the State of the Saints, which I appreciate you being here. But at the end of the day, we all know that your fan base is trash. Y'all pathetic excuse for a fan base. Matter of fact, let's just talk about Atlanta as a whole, right? Atlanta is just a melting pot, right? You got people from New York. You got people from Philadelphia. You got people from Florida. You got people from Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana. They all come to this place and they come with, with, I guess, like hope in their eyes that they can possibly you know, be the next Tyler Perry star, or, or they might just take on the world because apparently if you make it Atlanta, you can make it anywhere these days, but they all form into Atlanta and they try to live their lives, but they bring their favorite team with them. And guess what? Atlanta Falcon fans, <laughs> they're not Falcon fans. So Falcon fans are in a quiet taste, right? I mean, when they went in, people will come and put the little red and black on and stuff like that and grandstand. But when they're losing, they're nowhere to be found. And another news flash for you, Atlanta Falcon fans. If it wasn't for the New Orleans Saints, nobody would care about you all at all. I just want to make that clear. The New Orleans Saints make the Atlanta Falcons relevant. For some apparent reason, they think that they actually can stand on their own in relevancy. That is not the case. Do you actually think people actually want to see the Atlanta Falcons in prime time? Do you think that people want to see the great quarterback play of Matt Ryan over Drew Brees? Are you kidding me? Do you think that they want to see anything that you all have to offer besides number 11, Julio Jones? Let's just be serious about this, Atlanta. You all are relevant because of the Saints. When the Saints play the Falcons, you all on prime time because of Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and the Saints' high-powered offensive attack over the past 15 years. Because let's just be clear, for over the last 15 years, you all have been the doormat of the New Orleans Saints. The Saints have beaten you all for a total of 18 times, and you have beaten the Saints nine. I'm, I'm just being honest here. And y'all just caught up in the past decade. The Saints were wiping the floor with you all. From 2006 to 2010, the Saints had a record of 7-2 and two against you all. Overall, they are 18-9 and nine in the last 15 years. And y'all hold on to that overall record with everything that y'all have. But most of that record came in the early 90s. And that's not nothing to brag and boast about because both teams were terrible. But let's talk about when both teams were really good. Who has been spanking the other team? It's been the New Orleans Saints. So Atlanta, I really don't understand where y'all coming from. I really don't understand the angle. I really don't. The team that blew not one, not two, but three leads in three straight consecutive weeks. 
a team that is not smart enough to understand that you can actually field an onside kick before it hits 10 yards. A team that allowed the Dallas Cowboys to come back with fourth quarter heroics. A team of the Dallas Cowboys that has been an absolute embarrassment. But yet I see Falcon fans talking about blue that, blue that, blue that. How is the pot calling the kettle black? Somebody please tell me that. How is the pot calling the kettle black here? If anybody knows something about blowing leads, being embarrassed and humiliated, it has got to be the Atlanta Falcons. How can any self-respecting Atlanta Falcon fan have the gum, the gumption to try to come at the New Orleans Saints? Somebody please tell me that because I have not a clue. Atlanta, you ought to thank the Lord above that you all play the Saints twice a year because that's the only way people actually care about what you all do. You all are the team that people make fun of. They laugh at. They they, they skeet milk out of their noses at the thought of the Atlanta Falcons. And for some apparent reason, y'all come on, on rivalry, rivalry week and, and think that for some apparent reason, people actually care about your opinion. We don't. We don't care about your opinion. And I know what somebody is saying. Well, you made a whole show dedicated to the Atlanta Falcons, so obviously you care. This show is dedicated to the fact that I don't care, okay? You know what I'm saying? This is the only time. Go back into the archives and go look. Throughout the whole 2020 season, I have yet to mention the Atlanta Falcons as being relevant. Most of the stuff that I'm talking about when it comes to Atlanta Falcons is me walking up out of the room and laughter after you guys blew a lead. I can care less about the Atlanta Falcons because you all are not a threat. Y'all, y'all not a threat. Y'all not in playoff contention. Nobody really can ser- like seriously believe that y'all are gonna make the playoffs. I don't care how many games y'all won in a row. I don't care anything about you all with Raheem Morris, anything like that, even though I'm cheering for Raheem Morris because I feel like he deserves to be a head coach. I feel like he should have got another opportunity outside of Tampa. So I am cheering for him in that regard. But at the end of the day, nobody cares. I don't care. You guys aren't a threat. The only thing that I'll focus on is the Saints actually winning football games. Atlanta, do yourself a favor. You are embarrassing yourself right now. You are embarrassing yourself, okay? This is like when that big, tall, burly guy holds the forehead of the little kid and he's punching like this. Y'all are the kid that's punching like this, okay? And the Saints are holding your forehead like that. That is what we're doing. That is what we're doing. So this is the one and only episode of the State of the Saints podcast that I'm going to address the embarrassment, the pathetic excuse of a franchise called the Atlanta Falcons, unless it's in context of me talking about them with predictions or when the Saints play them. Because (laughs) you all are not a threat to me and I can give not a damn about the Atlanta Falcons after this episode but thank you all very much for commenting uh being a part of the show uh chemo thank you very much for the five dollars he says i've been holding kids down and farting on their heads but i'll be wearing my mask so they ain't caught me yet chemo thank you very much for the five dollars even though i'm pretty sure that's not chemo and big leaves thank you very much for the two dollars said the falcons be blowing us (laughs) absolutely man 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, an embarrassment. So I'm kind of done talking right now. Like I said, this is dedicated to all the Saints fans out there. They got something to say about the Falcons, you know. I mean, we can talk a little bit about the game itself if you want to, if you want to go that route. Uh, you know, do I feel like the, the Atlanta Falcons uh, are a formidable opponent? Absolutely. Uh, do I think that they have players on the field that can actually make plays? Yes. But do I actually care about the Atlanta Falcons? No. I, no, I do not. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and open up the line. Let everybody chime in. Let everybody say what they got to say about this pathetic, pitiful excuse of a football franchise known as the Atlanta Falcons. I'll let you all chime in. Um, I, I'm pretty much uh, I'm pretty much done with it. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Keen Arthur here. Keen Arthur, what's going on, <laughs> boy? For the second night in the row, I'm the first one up in this thing. You hear me? <laughs> first of all let me let me say this bro remember at the beginning of the show when you said the atlanta falcons are a quiet taste mm-hmm. <laughs> want me to tell you what that taste is bro black liquor <laughs> <It's black licorice. laughs> don't nobody want that <laughs> second though i'm i'm much like yourself tj in that i respect the talent that the atlanta falcons have mm-hmm. but i don't respect the organization let me tell you why I've been in Atlanta running small businesses for the better part of four years now. Right. i never forget the day, bro, that when we had to play them. It was a home game for Atlanta, and the people egged our bus when it came, bro. Mm-hmm. It was so tasteless, man. They, they, they egged our bus, and I just found out that when Drew went down, mm-hmm. like, a week or so ago, they was cheering, bro. Yeah. Their organization Pathetic. was cheering. Pathetic, man. I... I... I read an article and um I'll let you talk, man, because I'm gonna read I'm gonna read the article to you all once you're done. You know, man, it was just it's it just pathetic, man. It just you know, it's just pathetic to what I what I read, man. I was actually trying to look for the guy and <laughs> try to see if I can get him on the show to ask him what the hell was he thinking writing that article, man. But yeah, I mean the Atlanta Falcons, like I said, man, this y'all show tonight. You know what I'm saying? I said my opening <laughs> statement just to start it off. Uh anybody, I mean I'm well, just, let to me tell you, you I got plenty to say. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty to say. You know what? Mm-hmm. The an, Another big reason I don't like this organization mm-hmm. is because they have some of the most delusional fans on the planet. I don't know who works. <laughs> Them are the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to just ask you real quick. Which, which fan base is more delusional, bro? The Cowboys, who, who still got their Super Bowl trophies on the PBS channel? Yeah, <laughs> or the Atlanta Falcons, who honestly think they've been relevant for the past decade. Y'all haven't done nothing, bro. Y'all ain't been relevant since maybe Jamal Anderson. No. You remember with the yeah. Dirty Bird celebration? Yeah, man, Y'all Dirty Bird. That's it. <laughs> but, I, I, I've been saying it for a while, Ken Arthur, and I, I, they really honestly believe that they would actually be talked about in, in these circles if it wasn't for the Saints. I mean, it's the truth. Like, the Saints make them relevant because Drew Brees and Sean Payton and the Saints high-powered offense over the past 15 years, everybody wanted to see these guys play. So a lot of the games that that were primetime, Monday night football games, Sunday night football games was because of the Saints. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, come on, man, knock it off. Like, man, anybody will tell you, like, any fan outside of the, 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 the state of Georgia, the city of Atlanta will tell you, Okay, are you looking forward to watching the Atlanta Falcons or the New Orleans Saints? They're gonna tell you the New Orleans Saints. Right. Look, I just gotta know. 
they come when I say they come out of nowhere for the first what about month of the season when they was blowing all them leads, mm-hmm. bro. This all I saw on my timeline. Oh, I'm done with the fact, bro. A fan, quote unquote, you know they ain't got no real fans. A fan literally wrote a letter to the mayor's office or something like yes. that. Or to the team. <laughs> they, they really did that. Wrote a letter saying that they're denouncing the team. They need to throw the team away and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the next week, these people hollering rise up because they got a, a narrow victory against, I don't know, like who who cares? Who watches, who looks at the Falcon schedule? Man. I don't know. But- Bro, I, I promise you I didn't know what their record was. I pro- Like, I, I'm not even joking. <laughs> I didn't know what their record was. I haven't been watching the Falcons. Like, I really don't know what's going on. Like, I watch the Red Zone channel, and I, I, I watch them blow leads, and, of course, I make videos laughing at them, but I couldn't tell you they record. I couldn't tell you they receiving court without me actually looking at, like, the list outside of Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Like, yeah. I really don't follow them. You know what I'm saying? I, I really don't, and honestly don't really care about them. You know, let me tell you, let me tell you what the Falcons remind me of, bro. It's like having a kid who be bad the whole year, but then when Christmas comes, you're giving them gifts. And what I mean by <laughs> that is they get they play like trash, and then they get a brand new stadium and then new uniforms and all that kind of stuff, and then come out here and stink it up. Hmm. They like that candy lady who give away cookies for a quarter, but the cookies right. is, is they stale. Right. You know I mean? Like mm-hmm. Y'all ain't nobody, bro. Don't nobody care about the Falcons, man. That's man. all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, man. I-, I appreciate it, King Arthur, man. Thank you so much for the call, man. All right, son. One. All right, take it easy. All right, man. We're going to move on to Josh. Josh, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, TJ? How you doing? Man, I'm doing all right, man. We talking about this uh, pitiful excuse of an organization called the Atlanta Falcons, man. You got any, got any thoughts on it? Well, you know what I just did, and I'm looking right now. I I, I pulled up my backup phone here, mm-hmm. um, and I'm looking at the rest of our schedule for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a pretty darn easy schedule we got for the rest of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, if Drew was going to go down, this would be the best time for him to go down. Um, sure. You know, the Falcons, half the time, a lot of times the Falcons do find a way to give us a good game, yeah. uh, no matter how, um, how much they suck during the – the rest of the season, with what else they play, yeah. um, we usually have like one one game where we blow them out, and then one game where they give us a decent game, right? And they usually give us a decent game in the dome, right? Um, so, you know, the thing about this is though, I want to talk a little bit about Jameis because I feel like Jameis is getting the shaft here. Okay. Um, you know, and it's not about race, like some people are saying, because Sean Payton don't give no damn about race. Right. But Jameis is still, I mean, Taysom Hill might develop into a good quarterback, but as it stands right now, Jameis is a much, much better quarterback than uh than Taysom Hill is. So I feel like Sean Payton's given him the shaft. Unless Payton has a plan that I'm not seeing. And what I was thinking about earlier today is that maybe Payton has a plan to like start Taysom this week mm-hmm. and then Jameis next week and then you know, leave it a mystery as to who he's going to start after so that other teams don't know who to prepare for. Maybe that's the, the direction Peyton's going here. Hmm. But I just, I was really shocked, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't get to watch your episode on uh, them starting Taysom Hill, so I don't know what you said about that. But um, as far as the Falcons, we'll win. We'll pull this out. They're going to give us a good game because they always do in the dome. But 30-27 Saints is what I'll say t- for this game. Hmm. Uh, and then for the rest of the season, even with backup quarterbacks, the only game I can really see us losing is the Chiefs. 
let me ask you let me ask you this. Uh we talk about Jameis uh being a yeah. much better quarterback than uh Taysom. Yeah. Why do you why do you feel that way? I mean, just the pure talent in the passes that he's proven that he can make. He makes a ton of mistakes, but he also makes a ton of incredible passes. Mm. The dude's got Drew Brees level talent. He just doesn't have Drew Brees level discipline yet. Right. Um, you know, he's kind of like an old school sort of I mean, and not to be racial, compare him to another black quarterback, but he kind of reminds me of how Randall Cunningham was and the way Randall Cunningham threw the ball. If you I want would, to go way through the I would say more like Warren Moon, for the exception of bet, you know, Warren Moon was a better decision maker. Like he, he reminds me a lot of Warren Moon as far as you know his his skill set. You know, because Warren Moon was a was a pocket passing quarterback. He can scramble if he needed to. Yeah, he wasn't like he wasn't in love with scrambling. But he can throw the ball down the field. I mean, Warren Moon had a man, an incredible one. You know what I'm saying? But I think Warren Moon was a much better decision maker than he than uh, Jameis is. But he reminds me a lot of that. You know, a lot of him, and and in some ways, he reminded me of Ben Roethlisberger when he was younger. You know, if I can, you know, what I'm saying, think of another quarterback. But I don't know, man. Like Josh, I mean, I I I, I haven't I have not seen enough out of Taysom. I have not seen enough. Well, see, and that's another that, reason you know, why Jameis like, should start. Yeah. That's another reason why Jameis should start. Hmm. If we're going to start Taysom in any game, we should start him against the Broncos because we're pretty much guaranteed to win against the Broncos. They're super sloppy. Well, so, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was I was going to ask you this, man. Like, okay, but as a for a guy that's getting paid sixteen million dollars a year, right? Like, yeah. Most likely, this is going to be Drew Brees' last year. Shouldn't we, like, see what this guy actually has, like, before we, you know, before we don't have the option anymore? Like, at least, like, if you know he stinks it up, at least you know that you're going to have Jameis, or at least you know that Drew is going to be coming back eventually if Jameis don't work out. But I just think that going into the next season, not having, like, any, you know, like him not – having any first team or starting reps at all, I just feel like we'll just be going into the season with him, you know, and let's just say, for example, like it don't pan out. At least, you know, this season, the Saints are seven and two. Um, If he does do some things that's not good, at least we know what direction we can go in in the all season. So I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if, if we don't at this particular time, I just feel like, it's gonna be a lot of question marks, you know what I'm saying, and a lot of skepticism. I feel I, it's okay with skepticism right now because he can actually quiet some of the critics because of Drew Brees' injury. But you know, and if he sucks, and if he sucks and he stinks it up, I mean, at least you got Jameis. TJ, I'm come not off the bench. Can you hear me? TJ, I'm not really hearing you anymore. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Is that uh, am I freezing up? Is it? I, I think this is really. Reason. Can you hear me? I I, man, I couldn't hear uh, Josh. I think it's uh, it was freezing up a tad bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Josh. It was like your uh, your signal was freezing up. I'm gonna go to Sanchez. Sanchez, what's going on? Man, what's going on, TJ? Yeah, what's going on, man? What what, what you got for me, man? Man, <laughs> <laughs> Like to be honest, the the, the most thing I'm really excited for about the game. Hey Sanchez, uh, you sound really you sound really low, man. I can't I can barely hear you. 
Can, can you hear me now? I can, can hear you now, man. Yeah, I can okay. hear you now. No, well, really what I was trying to say was uh, I ain't worried about the Falcons, man. We know they're going to play us hard, but uh, only only thing I'm really mostly excited for um, is just to see what Taysom Hill can do, really. Like, I ain't yeah. been this excited and for, for a Saints game mm-hmm. like this in a minute because we finna see something right. different. We don't know what's in the bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's in the back pocket? We really finna see if Taysom Hill might get it. Right. You know Is he the guy? Yeah. Exactly. Is he that dude? You know, like, I mean, it, it, there's no harm, no foul, right? So if he goes out there and he, and he plays bad, right, and he turns the ball over at a alarming rate, he throws interceptions left and right, and um, it's just not panning out. At least we know that most likely, you know what I'm saying, the Saints are probably going to go in a different direction next season. You know what I'm saying? But right. it, it, it'll be weird. You know what I'm saying? I, I just feel like he's owed that chance. Like he's owed the chance to go out there with the first team, get starting reps, and start in a real game in real time in order for us to really see and the coaching staff to see what he actually has. Right. Right, and I'm sure, like, he he done been behind you, Breeze, or as many different formations he done been in, right. as many different positions on the field he done been in within practice or different variations of the game. He done, he done seen different things on the field. So, once again, that's just a different element to taste him that right. we don't know what could add to the game. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. But if I was the Falcons, man, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, seriously, like that's that's how I feel about it. Sanchez, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the call. Yes, sir. And man, we're gonna move on. Uh, we got uh, who that wop? Uh, what's going on? What's up with you, brother? Man, what's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing okay, TJ. Man, how you doing, brother? Man, I'm great, man. Uh, talk about the Atlanta Falcons, man. What, so, what you got for us? I don't know, Matty Ice. Matty has been all right this year, but you can never look past him. You know what I'm saying? Right. He done beat us. He done beat us before. You know, it's a rivalry, man. You know, Julio Jones going to come with it. I hope Marshawn play tomorrow. Right. You know? Well, well I, I look, I look, I'm not dismissing the talent that the Atlanta Falcons have. Like, I understand that they're a talented football team. I understand that they got talent all across the roster. And I, I feel like they are a formidable opponent. You know what I'm saying? I'm not looking past them and saying that, they they not a threat or something like that, like to yeah. beat the Saints. I just don't care about them as a as a as a fan base, a team, or an MF and crew. What the same? I feel, I, I, it's I, the same. It's the same feeling. Yeah. I don't have no love for them, like the Buccaneers. I don't have no love for them, man. It's like whenever I see them, I hope the other team win. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> but you know, you can never look past the Falcons, man, because. You know, I, it, it, it seems like it's one of those trap games to me. And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, there's no such thing as a trap game. But I, let me make an example out of this. I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, the Saints was on the winning streak. And the Falcons came into our building and beat us fair and square. You know, so we can never look past this team like they're just a sorry team. Yeah, they lost, you know, six games and they won three. So far, but I've seen a game where they could have won against Detroit and Gurley scored, which gave Detroit another possession. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Detroit got lucky, you know, with one, you know, but at the end of the day, this is the NFL, man. These people, 
They get paid to come out there and play. They get paid to become better. You know, a rivalry game is going to always be tough. So, you know, I feel like if our defense do what they need to do, that'll make Taysom's job better. You know, and, you know, you just hit the nail on the head. First of all, let me, let me go back a little bit uh, from what you just said, okay? You yes, said sir. that the Atlanta Falcons came in, uh, beat the New Orleans Saints. The Saints were coming off a of bye week, and the Saints, I feel like I agree with you on this. It was indeed a trap game. Because the Saints let their guard down because they felt like their fierce leader, Drew Brees, was back. Because the last time we seen Drew Brees before, you know what I'm saying, before the bye week, he was throwing three touchdowns against the Arizona Cardinals. He had three touchdowns, over 300 yards, one interception. So they're like, man, I'll lead a back. And a lot of they they probably felt like, well, we can kind of just chill a little bit because now we have Drew. Here's the difference. You don't have Drew. You don't have the luxury of going out there and making mistakes galore, and then you have a quarterback that is arguably the greatest quarterback of all time to correct. Man, yeah, in my opinion, yeah, that's my favorite player. Exactly. So now you got Taysom, who you're not sure about. You know he has talent. You know he's an athlete, but you never really seen him under center. So it would be uh, it would be shame on the Saints if they were to go out there and put on a sorry display defensively and not helping out Taysom. The same- well, only thing, only thing I can say about Taysom is I seen one game with him at B- BYU, and he was decent. You know, he reminded me of a lot of Tim Tebow playing quarterback, you know? Right. I, I don't know what the compare. I don't know if it's his size or whatever it is, but he reminded me of a lot of Tim Tebow, and Tim Tebow won a few games in the league, you know? So it ain't, it ain't hard. You ain't got to be... John Elway or Joe Montana to go out there and win. You just got to, you know, complete your passes and stuff like that. And I believe in Tays- Taysom is a great athlete, man. We put him in any – we could put him in it. If the boy played defense, I think he'll be solid. Man, look, <laughs> I don't buy – I don't buy into – look, I don't – look, I, after a guy comes into the league, I don't really pay attention to college tape. If you look at some of the guys right now that's leading the league right now, that's, that's tearing the league up um, – for the exception of Lamar Jackson, who was, you know what I'm saying, like, was people talking about Patrick Mahomes? No. Was people talking about Aaron Rodgers, really? No. Were people talking about Russell Wilson, really? No. So when people people talk about, like, oh, man, look what he did in college, man, and what he doing the pros, like, you can't can't look at a guy at college tape and just be like, oh, man, you ain't playing out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel well, like Mahomes, guy, I Mahomes never had a good team in college. We knew he had talent because I seen him play before, and I'm like, man, this boy could really throw that but, ball. But did you think that he would be, you know what I'm saying, arguably the one of the greatest quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying, young quarterbacks of all time? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? You well, I can't, like, he's, the, he's the greatest young quarterback right now. Yeah. But I ain't going to say all time because, man, he, come on, man. I, he don't compare to Drew Brees, man. <laughs> I say young quarterback, man. Like, well, yeah, well, you right, you by, right. Taking it by storm, man. Well, but, the, hey, boy, man. the boy done won an MVP in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, he got some talent with yeah. him. But I, I didn't think Mahomes was going to be as good. But I knew that during the draft that Sean Payton was looking at him. And right. she's jumped us to get him. So, that shows how special this kid was. Yeah, man. He's a, spe- he a special talent, man. So, Hey, man, but I appreciate the call, man. I got a couple of people on the line, but thank you for the call, man. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. TJ, it's always a pleasure, man. man Go Saints. Care. I got the Saints winning 34-24. Mm-hmm. 
27. I, I got the Saints winning by a touchdown. Okay, man. Sounds good, man. We appreciate it, man. And uh, call back anytime. Yes, sir. You have a good night, TJ. Uh, you too, man. Take care. All right, man. We're going to move on, man. Uh, Jerry, man, call back, man. I apologize for that. Last Saint, what's going on, man? Yo, what's up, man? Hey, how you Glad doing, man? What you got for me, man? Oh, I'm excited. I'm happy. Yeah. As I predicted, I don't know if you recognize or not, but I said Taysom Hill will be starting one of these days. He mm-hmm. finally got his chance to shine. Right. I'm happy about it. I don't think a lot of people understand because uh, whether you're a Saints fan or whether you're in the uh, media, but um, I think Taysom Hill's got this down packed. He's played all positions on offense. Right. You know, he, you know, I think I don't think I've seen him drop the ball that was out of his um, out of his hands. Right. But I think he's uh, capable and ready. Yeah, I, I just think people just need to give him a chance, man. I, like people going back looking at old tape, people talking about this man turning the ball over this, that, note. Like, bro, I, I can show you if we talking about college, I can show you tape of Drew Brees with four picks. You know what I'm saying? At Purdue, like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? Like, guys have to develop. We have to see these guys in real time. Some guys are are gamers. Some guys, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're better on a professional level than they were in college. Like like I said, nobody was talking about Russell Wilson, man. Nobody was talking about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson went from NC State to Wisconsin. Nobody, you know what I'm saying, was what, like Fort? Only, the only, thing, right, only on. thing I knew about Russell Wilson um, back when he was in college with his girlfriend was white. That's it. Man, <laughs> that's I, mean, it I mean, that's about it, man. <laughs> Look, that's all people knew that he was a guy that had, you know what I'm saying, baseball talent. But nobody knew that he was going to be as good as he is. That was Matt Flynn team. Matt Flynn, you know what I'm saying, quarterback from LSU. He was the guy that got signed by Seattle. But Russell Wilson went out there and outplayed Matt Flynn. And Seattle gave Matt Flynn all his money. So, you know what I'm saying, they gave him all this money, so they gave him a chance, but nobody knew what they had in Russell. So I just say, like, give people opportunity, man. Give them a chance. Like, trust the trust the coaching staff. I, I just think sometimes, man, like, as, as Saint fans, I think we so scared to to not Ooh. be not be? Saying, not be relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we talk so much trash. We had talked so much trash over the past decade and a half. Now, all of a sudden, like, if anything outside of Drew Brees, we start getting scared because we feel like, well, you know what I'm saying, we start for us to start eating crow. Like, man, Y'all too on, man. Trust, trust the system. Yo, this offense is – this is a quarterback-friendly offense. So, I mean, if Drew Brees goes, we're fine and regardless. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Taysom Hill has been in this offense for three years. He's been right. in three years in the Sean Payton offense. Right. And Sean Payton is, is what I consider a top-five offensive uh, coach. Yeah. And, and plus, you've been behind. Man, you've been behind one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks in history. Right, history. Multiple five thousand yard seasons, most touchdowns in the league. Right, everything. You've been learning for three years. Right, I, I call Taysom Hill Lamar, buff Lamar Jackson regarding running, because he's right. got four four speed. He'll tank you and you just destroy you. Because I've been right. watching his film. And he's been cracking these DBs. Like, if he lowers his shoulder, he'll crack you. Like, well, you're a dead man. Well, I feel like – I don't feel like he needs to do that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, of course not. He's going to have to change the way that he plays. Like, the, he, he's going to have to learn how to pick his battles. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's going to go forward as a quarterback, because you got to think about – it's not about you. You know what I'm saying? Your team is going to be counting on you going forward, man. But uh, I agree with you, man. I'm looking forward to seeing the game. 
versus the Falcons. I think it's going to be a good, exciting game, man. But I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. All right. And I just say this one thing and I get mm-hmm. off of it. I just say that my um, only problem with Taysom Hill is his um, staying in the pocket. I, in my opinion, the game moves faster when he's in there because everybody's trying to blitz. Right. So expect a lot of expect a lot of deep balls because the only thing I say wrong with Drew Brees is he holds the uh, offense back with his uh, short intermediate throws. Right. So expect to see Emmanuel Sanders, Deontay Harris, and maybe um, Michael Thomas streaking in the backfield because Taysom Hill has a cannon arm as you'll see in that Vikings game where he threw that deep ball to uh, D. DT. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the arm decent, uh, a cannon. Nah, I, I don't think so, man. I mean, he, he can get the I'm, ball look, downfield. He can get the ball down. He got a good little spiral, but I'm yeah. looking. Listen, you'll see. Because okay. the look, the Falcons about to get killed Sunday. Uh, I can see. just see it. There is not about to be a trap game. They're about to get swept just like Tampa Bay. Yeah, because t- Tampa Bay is a whole. I know it's all matchups, mm-hmm. but come on. Falcons have dropped at least they they blown like at least seven leads, mm. and they don't even have a defensive secondary to keep up. Well, and I you mean, know our defensive line is terrible, so Matt Ryan is liable to get cracked at least three times. Well, I mean, so like I'm I said, it's, it's going to be interesting, man. No doubt about that, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the call. All right, take care, man. All right, we're gonna move on to who that Davis, man. What's going on? What's going on, TJ, my dude? Listen. Hey, man, how you know? Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack these fail cunts in a second. I'm going to address this Taysom Hill debacle real quick, just mm-hmm. to cap off what I, what I capped off on last night. I am tired of everybody trying to compare Taysom Hill to Tim Tebow to uh, Steve Young. I don't want Taysom Hill to be the next Steve Young. I don't want Taysom Hill to be the next Tim Tebow. I want Taysom Hill to be the first Taysom Hill. When we start comparing our quarterbacks to these uh, old name legends. We, we end up eating crows more times than not, and the, it puts pressure on our quarterbacks to be to step up more than what they probably need to right now. So Taysom right. Hill needs to play the game the way he knows how to play it or the way he wants to play it. That's how Drew Brees made a name for himself of being the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. You're not going to see a lot of deep balls from Drew Brees. You're going to see a lot of efficiency, but you already know this. I shouldn't even have to say it. But that's Drew Brees' uh, game. That's Drew Brees' gameplay. Let's Taysom Hill's gameplay. And it once he finds it, then the offense can start working themselves around it. And that's the kind of production we're going to see out of Sean Payton. Because once he finds out what he what Taysom Hill is good at, then his offense is going to be just as, just as effective. May not be as efficient, but it's just going to be as effective. Now, to these fail cuts, do I need to remind y'all of the shy Tuttle stiff arm? He baptized Matt Ryan in the name of the Father. He baptized him in the name of the Son. He baptized him in the name of the Holy Spirit. So I... <laughs> oh, 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 you talking about this? Ryan trying to take the check down. It got intercepted by Shy Tuttle. The rookie out of... The rookie out of... The rookie out of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Stiff arms Ryan flat down as he's down inside the 20. Oh, you talking about that? Okay. Oh, right. yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shy Tuttle officially made, made named himself a Saints legend off of that play. Shouts out to Shy Tuttle for that one. He made a lot of a people, right. a lot of people, a believer. But right. uh, these Falcons fans got me, but got me beside myself. 
who and who in the hell do these Falcon fans think they are trying to try to criticize us about our quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, my, Matt Ryan is probably one of the passing yardage leaders this season. But most, but you take away half, like at least half of that out of garbage time, you probably wouldn't even crack the top fifteen, let alone top twenty. Right. I I, just, I I mean, like, man, like I said, I'm having this show because number one, uh, what I've seen on social media. Number two, uh, I, I've been getting, I've been getting like uh, inboxes and emails from people that actually wanted to talk about this. I can care less. Like seriously, I don't care about the Falcons. Like I don't. I. Like, hey, I, I really do. I do not care. Like, anytime I ever talk about them is mostly because we're about to play them or, like, you just have, like, a whole bunch of Falcon trolls that just come up in here that just want to start mess. Besides that, man, I, I don't care about the Falcons. They haven't done anything for me to care about. They haven't made the playoff, what, three seasons in a row? I mean, they, they've always they, – they basically at the basement right now. If you want to be honest, like – I feel like the Carolina Panthers are a better football team than they are. You know what I'm saying? So me me personally, I just don't care about them. I, I really don't really care about them. They're not a threat. Like, when you think about the NFC South and the Saints possibly winning, they're not in the equation. So why would I care? Why would I be wasting my time on a mediocre, pathetic excuse of a football team? I, I really don't know. I am not a clue, man. Uh, but uh, let everybody know about your show, man, and everybody know about your channel, man. Make sure you uh, plug it before you get up out of here, man. All right, y'all. y'all. If y'all weren't here last night, you're here now. State of Black and Gold podcast hosted by yours truly. TJ Jones is going to be my next host after, uh, sometime next week. Uh, this Sunday, we got uh, Arlene, one of uh, a, a, a psychologist. Uh, I got her being the guest on the post-game show. Y'all go ahead and check that out. It's going to be 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on the State of Black and Gold. She's very intellectual. She's uh, uh, a me- uh, a mental a mental coach. I can't wait to hear from her. I hope y'all hear from her, get her perspective. Uh, I'll go make sure to plug in her stuff uh, come uh, post-game show. Y'all check that out. CJ, come over here and check it out. Uh, State of Black and Gold, y'all follow me, uh, facebook.com slash State of Black and Gold. Y'all go ahead and hit me up on Twitter slash Real Aaron Davis. I'll go ahead, as always, leave my YouTube channel in the comments after TJ is done with his podcast later, later tonight. I appreciate you, TJ. We bleed black and gold until we're dead and cold, my brother. Be yeah, easy. man. Appreciate that, Aaron, man. Thank you so much, man. And uh, definitely looking forward to, uh, you know, you got the, uh, the the mental specialist on there, man, especially uh, dealing with Saints games. Lord knows. Uh, we need to have some mindfulness after a Saints game. No doubt about that. Uh, Chosen, what's going on, man? What's good, TJ Jones, the host? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First of all, TJ, I just I'm in a good spirit, man. I wanted to give a shout out to the teacher that told me I wasn't gonna beat nothing because I'm on the state of the Saints. <laughs> not once, not twice, but more than five times. Hey, man, I, I, you're I'm regular, man. Right, man, you're... I'm doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the same. like you know. <laughs> hey man, I appreciate it though, Chosen man. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, man. You already know, man. Everybody, you know, you, you're a regular now, nah, man. You 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 didn't reach that point. People be looking forward to your commentary, yeah, man. So man I, I ain't trying to put you I, on the spot, man, or uh, uh, put this pressure on you, but man, people people 
People be cheering for you in the chat, man. You know? Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. It's all love. You know, I, like, like I said, yeah, man. man, told me I wouldn't go a mountain. Then I got I got my piece of the pie, TJ, right here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, you talking about these Falcons, man. They've been talking greasy all week. Man. And we know it's the same old story, TJ. They, mm-hmm. they talk come game time. We beat them. We going to have an APV out on them. We ain't going to know where they at. But I'm telling you right now. All the Falcons fans in the chat, I'm on your head. Come tomorrow, win, lose, or draw. Uh, don't don't let us don't don't let it be another Tampa Bay situation. Oh, oh man. I'm not letting them live. It's man. gonna be a, a, a no Vaseline. <laughs> I, but but nah, man. We I feel like we got this game. Um, after listening to some um some interviews of the Saints uh right. this week. You know, we can't allow we can't allow that outside noise, man. We, we still gotta stay tuned. You know, we, we laugh and we play with the Falcons, it's all good and fun, but right. we know they're not a they 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 got talent. They may not be a good football team like you know, like that, like the rest, but um it's still a team you gotta watch out for. Matt Ryan. Right. Matt Ryan still he can get it done, you know. You we can see with that coaching, and you know they're gonna be looking to make that coach look good. What right. way to make that coach look good and knocking off the same showing that um you know, hey man, we, we can win. They they kind of riding hot right now. Um, winning their last few games. Um, I still don't feel like they're gonna beat this team, but I feel like we can beat this team. Like I feel like the Saints could beat the Saints. Mm-hmm. I also feel like the refs. So you, we already know, you know, what kind of game the refs gonna be playing. Is the refs gonna call one of those um tight um magnifying glass kind of games, or is it right. gonna be like last week? They, you know, what I'm saying the last few games they don't let us play. You know, right. what I'm saying play to the end. I feel like we need to. Um, play real discipline, man. Do not get ahead of ourselves. Marshawn Lattimore, you know, you got if he play and uh, all the rest of the defensive backs, step up, man. Y'all know y'all got Julio, y'all got Calvin Ridley, y'all got everybody coming out there. Ty Gurley, which I feel like he's just damaged goods at this point. Mm-hmm. But still, you can't overlook nobody, man. We we right. know what it is. Falcons, Falcons will play garbage all year, but when it comes down to us, you you swear they they undefeated, you know. Yeah, you swear they undefeated. We just gotta make sure we know what's in front of us. And um, take care of business. I feel like Sean Payton gonna gonna do what he got to do, and hopefully our quarterbacks not caught up with the who's gonna start, who's gonna start. You start, man. I don't give a damn if Will Lutz or Thomas Morstead start. Like right. Al Kamara said, we still got a job to do. Exactly. We, we still got a football game to go win. We still got to give three and a half hours worth the worth the discipline, worth the hard work, worth the grit. You know, we can't get caught up with who's starting, man. It don't matter if yeah. Billy Joe Ray from down the street was starting, man. We we got to protect him as if he was Drew Brees. And that's another step for our goal, TJ. We, Taysom or Jameis, just don't try to be Drew Brees. Be yourself. Like yeah. I always say, man, be the best version of yourself. You can't go wrong. Don't come out here looking at Tate, um, you know, Oh, Drew would have done this. Drew would have done that. It don't matter. Drew not here. You got to make a name for yourself now. You know, because at the end of the day, you still on the one-year contract, James and Taysom. You still want to prove to everybody. Stop thinking about what Drew would have done because that's not going to save you. Drew not there. Drew can't hold your hand. He, right. he he did what he was supposed to do. Now, let's see if y'all been paying attention. Let's see if everything – you really want to impress Drew? Go out there and show him that you don't need him. Right. You know, go out there, show him that everything he taught y'all wasn't a fluke. Go out there, everything wasn't just a waste of gas. Go out there and show Drew that his franchise is gonna be all right. You know, when the time he move on, you know what I'm saying. Just go out there and show that, show Sean Payton that, you know, what I'm saying he can rely on other guys. You know, because obviously right. he don't trust you because he 
if he if he could see you relying on everybody else, then you think he gonna put faith in you? He see who you're relying on. So right. just 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 do the best you could do, win, lose, or draw, and then live with the results. Leave it all on the field. And and let Drew be Drew and, and let Taysom be Taysom, James be James, and everybody play their own game and have fun. You know, gotta gotta it's, it's still a mental game. So you just gotta account for every snap, every possession, you know, just just go out there and leave it all out there, man. Don't try to go out there and be something you're not because that's when you mess up. So just do the best you can and ain't nobody gonna be mad with you. We'll get yeah. mad if we say, Oh, he tried to be like Drew, or he tried to be like Lamar Jackson. Man, be Taysom, be Jameis, be Kamara, be Cook, be Thomas. Everything gonna be all right, man. That's all I got, man. Yeah, man, I agree, man. Good take right there. I appreciate it, chosen. And um, uh, like everybody, thank everybody. Looking forward to this game, man. Everybody excited yes, to see what the Saints are uh, gonna put on the field offensively. Who yes, sir. Be the quarterback, and um, let's just hope that a, a win comes. I'm uh, just more excited about the play calling, actually. Like, I think I'm more excited about the play, about Sean Payton, see what he put together more than with. Taysom or Jameis gonna do. I'm just more seeing what kind of direction Sean gonna go. Is we gonna be more run heavy or is he gonna try to show off Jameis on? That's the type of stuff I'm willing to see. Like, okay, Sean, what you this the time now I want to see what them coaches been doing because we know they get lazy. So I want to see if them coaches kind of scoot it up, you know, just try to kind of trying to scoot up to the front of the class and and see what they got going on. But I, I feel like we're gonna be all right, man. We're gonna we're gonna be all right. Yeah, man. I, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the take, man. Yes, sir. Anytime. Anytime. All right, take care. All right, shout out to Chosen, man. Good take right there. Uh, we're gonna move on to Jerry Porter, OG of the State of Saints podcast. Jerry, what's going on, man? What's going on, TJ? Who that to you? Who that, man? What's going on, man? How you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, man. Getting ready to get ready to face these roasted fail cons on tomorrow. <laughs> But before, but, but, but yeah. TJ, before, but before I before I get to the fail cards, let me let me let me address mm-hmm. this real quick. And shout yeah, out to ahead. everybody that's a, and shout out to everybody that's on the chat. Who that to you? I love y'all mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, appreciate y'all being on here. But but TJ, I gotta mm-hmm. address this before I address the fail cards. Yeah, what's on that? This, on uh, on uh, on Taysom Hill starting tomorrow, like the mm-hmm. guy, like the last guy just said, the other one that just said gave gave their opinion. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill, this is my address to Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. Just go out there and be the Taysom Hill that you can be. Don't go out there and do all this stuff when when you had like five or six different positions you played with the New Orleans Saints. Just just do just you don't have to be Drew Brees. Just do Taysom Hill. Just you know mix your runs with your pass. Let Kamara do some runs. Let Murray do some runs. And if Dwayne Washington playing, let him do some runs. You just pass the ball. And if you feel like running, fly away. But just be the Taysom Hill that you could be on tomorrow. And everything will work out fine. Everybody, everybody plays a role. And if you pass pass to uh, Thomas or Sanders or Smith or Callaway or whoever, just go out there and play the best game, win, lose, or draw. Just go out there and play the best game out there against Atlanta on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I so mean, I, got, I, look, I think uh, I think a lot of people. Un- I was saying I think a lot of people underestimating um, uh, <laughs> what what Sean Payton got cooking up, man. I, I really do, man. I just think that me, me personally, <laughs> I think <laughs> we'll be both quarterbacks. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel that way yeah. if Trevor Sim- if they didn't sign Trevor Simeon. 
My question is, like, if you're just yeah. going to go yeah, and just roll with Taysom, yesterday. exactly. My question is, if you just gonna roll with Taysom, why would you sign Trevor Simeon? Like, it's, it's pointless, right? So because you have a backup quarterback in Jameis, so there's no need for you to go out here and get Trevor Simeon. The Saints are going to use more quarterbacks about right there. That's that's what I want to talk about right there, uh, TJ. Because my mm-hmm. thought was, because we talked about it earlier this week, my thought was that they're going to start Jameis Winston to give him so, so he can know the playbook more and more and more. But he only been with us for like the last, what, like 10, 11 weeks since, right. since we signed him? Mm-hmm. And, and Taysom, and Taysom been, been with us for what, three years now? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, you still there? Yeah. I have no problem with Sean Fink. I have no yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I'm sorry. Your phone, I mean, uh, your signal you was going out. Yeah, I can, man. I can. I can. I, I, I... Yeah, you got y'all can bear with me. My, my internet is acting up. It, it, sound, it sound like them fail cons. They're trying to interrupt <laughs> what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, but, uh, but my thought was I thought they were gonna start Jameis, but uh I'm okay with Taysom, but you just gotta give him a try. That's all. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh thank thank but, you for the call. But now uh man, I, I think his uh signal that went out, man. I apologize, Jerry. If the signal was going out. Uh the truth hurts. Uh thank you very much, man. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, CJ? The host of State of Saint Podcast. How you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing all right, man. Uh Talking about these Falcons, uh, what do you think about the game uh, or any other comment you got, man? The floor is yours. Yeah, um, I actually I actually feel good about tomorrow's game. Uh, I think uh, – now, I'm not looking for uh, Taysom Hill to go out there like you guys been saying to be Drew Brees. He don't have to be, you know, Drew Brees highly. Nobody can be him. But uh, – I actually like our chances tomorrow. I, I feel good about this game. I think Taysom Hill is going to do enough, you know, to, you know, help get us that W. But, you know, like we keep stressing, you know, we must be able to – we still got to, you know, stay patient with the run. We need – I say Murray need to get a lot of carries. And Kamara, we know what he's going to do. But I, I think we need to get Murray involved, you know, on the ground, get him the ball more. And that, uh, you know, got to take pressure off of Taysom Hill, too. If you know, if you got, you know, if you got Murray doing his thing, if you got Alvin Kamara doing his thing, and, you know, if Taysom Hill, we know he's going to take off running, too, if he dropped back the pass and he don't like what he see or if he's scared to make a mistake. Hell, I'd rather him, <laughs> you know, take off and run, too, than, you know, fumble or throw a pick. But, uh, yeah, man, I, like, I still – I'm in love with our weapons on offense, and – I think Taysom Hill is going to be able to get, you know, them the ball when he needs to. But I will say this, like our defense, we must, our defense, we just can't have a meltdown like we did last year against the Falcons that you remember that I think it was, I can't remember what week it was last year when they came to our Superdome and like pretty much handed our wear in to us. But I don't, I don't think nothing like that's going to go on tomorrow. I think the Saints, because, you know, I feel like it's like we're going to be playing with a chip on our shoulder. You know, one of our, 
you know, uh, bullets is out of our gun and Drew Brees. And, you know, we we actually have something to prove to ourselves, not to the media or not to anybody outside the who that nation. But I feel like we have something to prove to ourselves. And I think, you know, I think we're I think we're going to be ready tomorrow. Like I really said to myself that I wasn't going to make a prediction for this game, but. I wouldn't be surprised, and this is what I held back before we played Tampa Bay the last time we went to Raymond James Stadium and mm-hmm. kicked the crap out of them. Right. But honestly, I mean, you know, UTJ or somebody from the Who That else from the Who That Nation may think I'm crazy, but honestly, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints win pretty big tomorrow. Like I, I, I you know, because it's something maybe Sean Payton know that we don't know about Taysom Hill because it's it's it's, it's kind of strange to me that he, you know, he's starting Taysom Hill all of a sudden, you know, when we had, you know, Jameis Winston. And like I said, I'm fine with, you know, Taysom Hill getting a shot because the Saints paid him this money. It's like you might as well see what you got in him, you know, because we don't know if nobody knows if this Drew Brees last year or not. So I don't but, – but, you know, hopefully we can, we can pull this W off tomorrow. I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got a, I got an inkling about why, you know what I'm saying? I'll I get into that a, a little bit later, you know, after after we uh, finish talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm just interested, you know, to see what, how this game is going to pan out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got, you know, I just don't like the, the Falcons, like I said, as a as a whole. But, I mean, I understand the threat that they actually have. I, I'm not going to say that the Saints are going to blow them out because yeah. I, I can't I, – I don't – like – they don't blow each other out often. You know what I'm saying? It's always yeah, close, always come down to a field goal. And I mean, but I have a lot of confidence in the, in the team. I have a lot of confidence in the coaching staff. So it, it'll be interesting, man. No doubt about that. Uh, but I, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much for uh, calling in, man. All right. No problem, TJ. You have a good night. Who that? All right. Who that, man? Yeah, man. Shouts out to the truth hurts. Uh, what I was saying is, I got an idea, and I think uh, we as Saints fans, uh, I think we're looking at this the wrong way. I think we're looking at the fact that Taysom Hill has been this Swiss Army knife type player this whole entire time, and we just never looked at him as a quarterback, you know, because he did so many other things. Now, on the depth chart, he's listed as a quarterback, but we've seen him do all these different variety of things so when it comes to the quarterback position, we completely like dismissing. So when Jameis came in, we just automatically just assumed, well, Jameis is the backup quarterback. Uh, I think a lot of people alluded to this through, through phone calls here tonight. Uh, number one, uh, you know, when you look at somebody like Jameis Winston, you know, he is a, a more of a, you know, prototypical quarterback. He plays the quarterback position, of course, played five years out there in Tampa. But he didn't have offseason. He didn't have OTAs. He didn't have minicamp with his team. And I think we need to understand that the Saints offense is extremely complex. I talked about that on the last edition of the State of the Saints podcast. This is a very complex offense. As a quarterback, they're still playing. You know what I'm saying? Like that these guys have not even grasped yet. I know for a fact Jameis haven't grasped it, you know. Drew Brees even talks about some of the plays that they've ran over the years that he's forgot about. You know what I'm saying? That Sean Payton would eventually, you know, tell him, well, you remember that play that we ran back in 2012 when you 
threw this pass to Lance Moore on the third down. And, you know what I'm saying, Drew Brees has to, you know what I'm saying, you know, dust off his memory a tad bit in order for him to remember. So imagine somebody like Jameis Winston coming into the Saints organization, you know, just basically brand new. The Saints don't have an offense like some of these other offenses are. They don't have like some of the concepts that some of these other offenses has. Like I said, as an offense, you know, most offenses have between six to seven personnel changes per game. The Saints have 14 to 15 personnel changes per game, which means that that is a lot to grasp if you're a quarterback. And I think that we are also underestimating Sean Payton. As much as we talk about Sean Payton, him overthinking situations, him, you know what I'm saying, overanalyzing situations, do y'all really honestly believe, do you honestly believe in your heart of hearts that Sean Payton has not prepared himself for this day? You don't think that Sean Payton has had Taysom Hill in his system for the past three seasons and don't have like no offensive packages for him at all. You don't think that Sean Payton has sit down with Taysom Hill and had the same type of conversations that he had with Drew Brees, that he had with Jameis Winston, that he had with Teddy Bridgewater. What are some of your favorite plays? What do you do well? Do you think that Sean Payton, they talk about how late he stays up at night pulling out old VHS tapes, watching games from 1994, and watching some of the offensive schemes, and watching some of these college football games, and seeing some of the plays that he can actually run in today's NFL. So trust and believe that Sean Payton has got packages. Sean Payton has sat down with Taysom Hill. And I think a lot of people need to understand that Taysom Hill is a lot further ahead than we give him credit for. The only problem is we haven't seen it. So we automatically just make assumptions. We assume that the fact that Jameis Winston is on the Saints team, that the Saints don't believe that Taysom Hill is the future. We assume that Jameis Winston is going to be the backup quarterback. We assume that, that Jameis is the more suitable quarterback for this particular offense. But you look at some of the plays. Look no further than some of the plays on, on the, in the red zone last week when Jameis came into the game. The chemistry uh, with him and Michael Thomas, the chemistry with him and Marquez Callaway, the chemistry with him and Emmanuel Sanders, the chemistry with him and Jared Cook. You did not see that. Trust and believe a guy that has been in the system for three years with the New Orleans Saints and has thrown passes to Jared Cook and has thrown passes to Michael Thomas and has thrown passes to Alvin Kamara. They have a more of a chemistry than he has with Jameis Winston. Jared Cook even said it. They asked him, what, what is something about Jameis that you were surprised to see, uh, you know, so now that he's with your team? He talked about how hard he threw the football. He said he can sling it. You know what I'm saying? He said it's almost like, you know what I'm saying, like a baseball pitch. So the fact is, man, you got to learn guys' tendencies. You got to learn the way the guy throws the ball. You got to learn the way to catch a guy's pass. It, it's not just as simple, man. It's not like you're throwing a football with your dad or your uncle on a blacktop or, you know what I'm saying, or, or at a lot somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to understand, like, guys throw the ball differently. You got to catch the ball differently. You have to understand guys' tendencies. The fact that Jameis Winston rolled out on one pass, he rolled to the right, tried to throw the ball to Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas looked at him like, what the heck is going on here? The Saints are a completely different team than what Jameis is used to. Jameis is used to, like, when the fun the fun starts to happen when a play breaks down. I mean, with Taysom, man, it's about, you know, and, and Drew Brees, this is about timing. 
So, you know, I just feel like anybody that just think that, oh man, we, I mean, Taysom, he, he just coming in and nobody know, he don't know nothing. Like, give me a break, man. I think we need to have more trust and belief that, that, that Sean Payton has prepared himself for this day. There's no way in the world that you're going to pay a guy $16 million. There's no way in the world you're going to pay a guy $16 million for him to come to your organization and you don't have like some type uh, some type of a uh, plan or scheme that you're going to be able to use, you know what I'm saying, to make this guy beneficial to your team. There's no way that the Saints would have done that. You know what I'm saying? They would have let, honestly, they probably would have let Taysom, number one, go on his way, or number two, have a conversation with Taysom like they did with Tommy Stevens, right? Uh, Tommy, I know you played quarterback at Penn State and, you know what I'm saying, and also at college in Mississippi State, but look, uh, we would prefer if you switch positions from quarterback to tight end. The Saints never said that to Taysom Hill. Do you wonder why? Do you wonder why? I mean, guys have changed their position so many times. I mean, Marcus Colston was a tight end in college. They switched them to wide receiver. So, I don't think Sean Payton would have an issue with Taysom having a conversation with him saying we want to play you mostly, you know, as a running back or a tight end or something like that. They would have had that conversation with him, but they always kept him as a quarterback on the depth chart. So keep that in mind and have a little bit more faith in in the teams. I I feel like uh, Taysom Hill is much further along than we think that he is. I mean, you got to keep in mind, this guy has been in the quarterback room for three years. He has sat down and talked with, you know, um, Joe Lombardi. He has talked with Sean Payton. He has talked with Drew Brees. He has interacted uh, throughout the facility. These guys understand each other. So I think that he's much further along than, than we giving him credit for. But let me go ahead and, and talk a little bit about this article that I read, this this pathetic article. And I know the, the word of the night is pathetic because I think I've used it uh, quite a few times. But it comes from James Rio. And it's an article from thefalcoholic.com and it says falcons versus saints a quick look at the state of the franchise ahead of atlanta's week 11 matchup i'm gonna let them slide with the state of the you know i mean but you know they say state of the franchise but who knows man they probably biting you (laughs) but anyway uh it says uh it's an odd time to be a falcon fan (laughs) to say the least a month ago the falcons were 0 and 5 and parted ways with Dan Quinn and Thomas Demistro. Uh, they've gone 3-1 and one since Raheem Morris took over as interim coach. And with the possibility of an expand playoff format on the table, we started to dream the impossible dream. <laughs> like Once again, um, just delusional fans here. If we can somehow finish the season and only lose one game, then we'll be 9-7. and seven. Good luck with all that. But let me go ahead and talk about what I what I really just did not like about this article here. It says the Falcons won't have to face Drew Brees on Sunday, which is nice. Sad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like to me, like, well, man, wishing, I don't know, man. The fact that you just excited that Drew Brees ain't playing, that goes to show you right there the type of threat that they feel when Drew Brees is actually in the game. And it says, because Sean Payton doesn't care about Brees as a person now we all know that players play hurt right we all know that players play hurt and you know coaches will go to players and ask them are you hurt or are you injured but the fact that he would insinuate that Sean Payton don't care about Drew Brees is just a bunch of 
BS, man. These guys have been together for the last 15 years. And he, the fact that you would think that this guy don't care about his quarterback is absolutely asinine here. It just seemed like this guy just trying to get some clicks. And it also says uh, the team let him play last weekend with three broken ribs. Okay, so here's the thing. You have quarterbacks that, that always are hurt. Matt Ryan has played with a hamstring injury. Matt Ryan has played with ankle injuries. Matt Ryan has played with shoulder injuries. Does that mean that his organizations don't care about him? Uh, we've seen uh, Devontae Freeman before he went to the Giants. I mean, he had hamstring galore. Uh, uh, how many times was Julio Jones a game-time decision? So how can you sit up here and say that, you know, that Sean Payton don't care about him? I mean, did Dan Quinn not care about Julio? Did he not care about Matt Ryan? You know what I'm saying? So you got to be careful about how you wording these things and, and some of the some of the things that happen with your own organization. And then it says, one would think Jameis was starting Breeze absent because, you know, he's an actual quarterback. So that's a slap in the face to Taysom Hill, which I hope Taysom Hill is actually looking at this article, man, because this, you can tell that the Falcons organization don't respect him a, as a quarterback or a football player in general, that you would actually write something like that. But that's the kind of pathetic stuff that's going on in the Falcons organization and in, in, in the Falcons media. They're so delusional. They're hoping and wishing and praying that they only lose one game, and they just think that it's going to be a walk in the park. You even had Roddy White talking, talking about uh, the Saints starting Taysom. They disrespecting y'all. Like, the Saints aren't disrespecting y'all. The, th the fact is the Saints felt like Taysom Hill is the better choice. I mean, we don't know if he's going to start the whole entire game, and we don't know how much of Taysom we're going to see. But for you to insinuate that the, the organization and Sean Payton don't care about Drew Brees, it's just a slap in the face. And the fact that you're just looking past Taysom Hill and thinking that Taysom Hill is not going to do anything or he's not going to be a factor is also another slap in the face. But this comes with the territory. And this is one of the main reasons why the Atlanta Falcons have been bathing and mediocrity for the past three to four years because they look at situations like this and they think it's going to be easy instead of them actually not taking any opponent lightly not looking past anybody not just thinking that you're just going to go out there and it's just going to be a shoe-in because you only seen this guy actually run rpos and, and quarterback draws but good luck with all that continue to have this type of mind frame continue to try to speak this type of stuff into your atmosphere continue to write stuff like this and watch your team continuously be on the back pages because there'll never be a marquee because your organization as a whole looks past any type of competition if they don't feel like a certain player is playing so keep on doing that atlanta keep on doing that and watch how your organization continuously falls to the bottom of the basement inside the nfc south uh ashley says overtime uh we can say the same about winston it's all about scheme and coaches college is nothing like the nfl and hill has helped us get through a lot of games especially that vikings game last year that's one game that people are, are paying attention to and, and people were, were saying that Taysom Hill was the best quarterback on the field that day and the biggest Drew Brees supporter would have to agree with that. He was better than Kirk Cousins. And on that day, he 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 was better than Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's one thing about Taysom, man. Like, Taysom is a gamer. Like, Taysom is one of those guys who 
if he makes a mistake, he's going to go out there and try to correct it. He's going to go out there and try to make sure that he doesn't make the same type of mistake again. You know, like that, that's one thing I can't say about Taysom. He has a warrior spirit, you know, and, and I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not counting this guy out and I don't think the Falcons will either. They shouldn't. They, sh- they shouldn't count him out, you know, but like I said, man, that, that's how teams get beat. And that's the reason why, once again, I don't have any respect for the Atlanta Falcons uh, media fan base because they're grandstanders, right? They, they look at things that's in front of them and they don't look at the entire scheme of things, right? It's not always about players sometimes. It's about schemes and it's about coaches. You know what I'm saying? It's about the way that the coaches are, are, are putting these guys in position to succeed. Like the Saints had no business. Like, to be honest, if you look at that Detroit Lions game, the Saints had no business really winning that game. If you look at, like, you had both of your starting corners out. Michael Thomas wasn't playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, the only person you really came into the game with, you know what I'm saying, to be honest with, was Marquez Callaway. And they went up out there and they performed at a very high level. That is coaching right there. The fact that the Saints on Sunday Night Football where everybody picked these guys to lose. Everybody was talking about Tampa. Everybody was talking about the offensive weapons that Tampa had, and the Saints didn't stand a chance. And the Saints not only beat Tampa, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't score a touchdown on them. That's coaching, folk. That's when guys are motivated. And if I'm the Falcons, I would be afraid because we all know that the Saints play their best football when their back is against the wall, when nobody is picking them to win, when everybody is counting them out. When everybody is saying that this team is going to win, they don't have a chance. They don't have a quarterback. Taysom is not that guy. These guys play for one another. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Of course, they play for money and stuff like that because you got to feed your family. But these guys play for one another. When guys make mistakes, they picking each other up. You know what I'm saying? They patting each other on the back. They encouraging one another. And they genuinely care about each other. Okay, I mean, you, you hear about incidents about, teammates fighting and stuff but that's in every locker room folks it happens okay sometimes the media just don't catch it but guys fighting the locker room everybody in the nfl that's on the same team don't like each other but they play for each other and that's something that the saints have and i look at with the falcons i don't know if they have that or not man and they might be motivated because they like raheem morris and they want to give him a chance so they plan for him and that's fine but when you look at the way the Saints have been put out the playoffs over the last three years, after they just completely just get written off every single year, how everybody just put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the forefront of the division after the Saints then won three straight uh, NFC South titles, and nobody is really looking at them, and everybody just w- ready to push forward with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ag- agenda. That's disrespectful. And the Saints are taking it as disrespect. Trust and believe, man, if the Atlanta Falcons think they're going to roll into the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, if they feel like they're just going to roll into the Superdome and look at, oh, number seven on the field and not number nine, we about to scene roll over these guys, then they sadly mistaken. Because there are much more playmakers, many more playmakers on this team outside of people named Kamaru and Thomas. You know what I'm saying? You got, and, and Taysom Hill. Okay, so... They got players on this team that can't hurt you, you know? And there's one player that a lot of people aren't paying attention to that's emerging and that's becoming a threat, and their name ain't Thomas, and their name ain't Sanders, and their name ain't Kamara. 
His name is Deontay Harris, and people aren't paying attention to how good that guy has become. And he has been slowly becoming a Saints offensive secret weapon. And I'll give that guy about one or two years, and you might be looking at this guy as being the Saints version of Tyreek Hill. Like, uh, man, the Saints just continuously, continuously find guys that, that nobody really knew about and just make these guys uh, work and and they just become special to this team. So Atlanta, I'm telling you, man, Atlanta, they can just look past Taysom Hill and they can look past the Saints and they can just say, oh, Drew Brees ain't playing. But, man, the Saints got a variety of ways they can beat you. They can run the ball down your throat. Uh, they can throw the ball down the field. Uh, they can beat you on special teams because we have the best – a uh, special team, what the, the best kick returner and punt returner in the NFL. It ain't even close. It ain't even close, folks. Falcons are a laughing stock. Yes, they are. The only ones that don't know that is them. Uh man, we were right about Teddy last year. Maybe we're wrong, Taysom. Uh look, I like I said, I just say get a guy a chance. If he don't work out, then he just don't work out who that nation. But we we don't know until we give him a chance. BS said, I ain't never seen us uh, shut Russ down for 55 minutes. I didn't know that was possible. They had to do it for Teddy. Well, I won't say they shut him. I mean, they, they definitely, uh, yeah, I'd say about the last five minutes, man. I, I'm, I'm scared of Russell Wilson, though, man. I, that game ain't over to hit all zeros. Uh, Brett says, uh, drop a like on this podcast. I appreciate that, Brett. You know what I'm saying? If, if you want to, man, you know, you can like, you can hit the uh, like button. If you want to, man, you know, I appreciate that. Uh, overtime nine, my bad, bro. Thought y'all was um, hitting from Atlanta. I'm from LWR9. Oh, Lower Nine. Okay, you're from the Lower Nine. Yeah, shouts out to you, Ernest, man. Shouts out to the Lower Nine Ward. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to everybody. Graduates of Lawless High School out there. Uh, shout out to Tuttle Stiff on. Oh, shout out to Tuttle Stiff on. You talking about uh, Brian trying to take the check down again. Intercepted by Shy Tuttle, the rookie out of the rookie out of the rookie out of Tennessee. Stiff arms Ryan flat down as he's down inside the twenty. <laughs> One more time, Ryan trying to take the check down. It got intercepted by Shy Tuttle, the rookie out of the rookie out of the rookie out of Tennessee. Stiff arms Ryan flat down as he's down inside the twenty. Hey, y'all like that little remix? <laughs> the rookie out of, the rookie out of, the rookie out of. We had to put that in triple time, man. We had to put the remix on it. I'm going to read a few more, then we're going to get up out of here, man. Uh, you can show that all day. I, I'm pretty sure I can, man, and it would be just as funny as it was the first time we saw it. Uh, I like that 4P replay. One more time. Brian trying to take the check down. It got intercepted by Shy Tuttle. The rookie out of the rookie out of the rookie out of Tennessee. Stiff arms Ryan flat down as he's down inside the 20. <laughs> oh man. Uh <laughs> thank y'all so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast, man. I think thank y'all so much. Uh looking forward uh to the game. Go gonna go ahead um before I get up out of here and give you all my prediction. Uh, the New Orleans Saints taking on the Atlanta Falcons uh, in the Superdome. Uh, first off, uh, it would be really, really sad uh, looking at the fact that Drew Brees is going on IR. He's going to miss uh, at least three weeks. Uh, 
there's a strong possibility that we would never see Drew Brees go up against the Atlanta Falcons ever again. Uh, so that that's a kind of a bummer right there. But uh, if that is the case, man, we know uh, Drew Brees has owned the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons had know that Drew Brees have owned them. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that they are happy, just like the guy who wrote that article, which is sad, by the way. I'm happy that a guy is hurt. But anyway, um, you know, the fact that Drew Brees has uh, given us great moments. Uh, we all know about the the great spin move, um, great spin move that y'all see, uh, you know, on the, uh, you know, the intro to the show. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The passes down the field, you know what I'm saying? Like that Drew Brees, those last minute heroics against the Atlanta Falcons, the dive over the top. I mean, Drew Brees has given us so many moments, man. You know, so if this is his his last hurrah, this is his final season, he never gets the opportunity to play the Falcons again. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, thank you for the memories, Drew. But uh, I look at this game, I, I just think that the New Orleans Saints are going to win this football game. Uh, I think they're going to rally behind rather it's Taysom or Jameis or, or both of them. You know, I think they're going to rally behind them. Uh, they are going to do their best uh, defensively. Uh, the Saints have been playing really, really well. I think the key is to put pressure on Matt Ryan. Um, I don't look for the New Orleans Saints uh, to do some of the things that they did last season. Uh, one thing that the Atlanta Falcons did against the Saints last season was they ran a lot of passes uh, to the left. Um, at that particular time, uh, you know, uh, Davenport was not playing in the game. Okay. He was hurt. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Marcus Davenport being back, I think that the Saints are going to be better, uh, at, you know, at stopping a run. Uh, Quine Alexander, I'm looking to see him uh, play a little bit better. I know he's probably going to be matched up, you know what I'm saying, against a running back or even, you know, uh, the, the tight end Hurst. Uh, I just think that the defense needs to play aggressive. I think that they need to make sure that they don't give the Atlanta Falcons anything cheap. Uh, when you're going up against a team that's in your division, in your division, you know what I'm saying? You, they, they have, they understand your tendencies, uh, dirt cutter, you know, I have to give him credit. You know, he, he does give, uh, Dennis Allen fits. He's given Dennis Allen fits when, uh, he was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he still has ways of, uh, you know, doing those things, uh, to Dennis Allen, you know, as the offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are playing motivated right now because of Raheem Morris. Uh, you can tell they really like playing for him. And they probably want him to be the next head coach of the Falcons. But I just think that the Saints are going to be motivated. They're going to rally behind Taysom Hill and, and Jameis Winston, and they're going to try to get this victory. It's going to be a very interesting game, man. You know, I, I don't expect uh, Taysom to be Drew Brees. I just think that we just need to, uh, you know, kind of, uh, lower our expectations a tad bit and we need to understand that drew Brees is the elite of the elite he's the creme de la creme he's the is all and a be all when it comes to the quarterback position you know what i'm saying people aspire to be like drew Brees, and i just think that us as saints fans sometimes we become spoiled because all we've seen was great quarterback play so anybody that comes into the organization that's not named drew Brees, we have a tendency of looking at these guys like they're chopped liver but understand that everybody just can't be Drew Brees, okay? As long as Taysom goes out there and he does the right things, he makes the right decisions. I look for the Atlanta Falcons to try to blitz him, uh, to try to confuse him, because uh, they understand that you know, if you blitz Drew Brees, he'll hurt you. But they don't know if you blitz uh, Taysom, you know, will he be able to make the right reads? 
Uh, I look for them to try to uh, bring pressure up the middle so, you know, he can be running from right to left instead of straight up the middle. Uh, defensively, I think the Saints have some uh, advantages uh, when it comes to the secondary of the Falcons. I think the secondary of the Falcons are going to play better, uh, you know, but I just think that if they end up trying to blitz them or they try to uh, play a lot of man-to-man because they don't trust uh, Taysom, you know what I'm saying, to try to get the ball over the top, uh, I think that the Saints are probably going to end up uh, beating Atlanta Falcons because I, I do feel like uh, Sean Payton is going to give Taysom Hill as well as Jameis Winston uh, the green light in order for them to throw the ball down the field. Uh, I think this is going to be a big game from Deontay Harris as a, as a receiver. Um, I'm looking for him to at least uh, try to catch a pass deep. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a big game for Adam Troutman. That's right, Adam Troutman. I just feel like the chemistry between him and Taysom uh, is good because, you know, Taysom actually works out with the backups and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I think that Adam Troutman, he might be looking for him in this game. So this might be a game that we see Adam Troutman actually do something outside of the Tampa Bay game. But I got the Saints winning this football game. I think the Saints are going to win this game by a score of, uh, I think they're going to win this by a score of 27 to 23. Um, I think the, score, the Saints are going to score 27 points. Uh, I think the Saints are going to get at least uh, two turnovers in this game. And I think they're going to get pressure on Matt Ryan. Uh, I think that the Falcons are, are going to be formidable in this game. Wouldn't be surprising to me if the Falcons uh, be leading this game early uh, and the Saints end up coming back late. But uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I know a lot of people in the Who That Nation are excited about it. You know, the see Taysom Hill, uh, you know, a lot of people are excited. Even non-Saints fans are excited about this game. But I'm looking forward to it. I know you are, too. And uh, thank you all very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, make sure you all check out the State of the black and gold by my guy uh Aaron and shouts out to Aaron you know what I'm saying him out there doing this thing uh state of the black and gold uh, y'all check out Nuss uh podcast as well man shouts out to him uh you know who they uh confidential you know what I'm saying shouts out to them as well uh Deuce Wenham and crew Ross and Elias great content all the way around man please support all same channels big Q can't forget about my guy big Q Everett and uh also check me out on social media, on Twitter, at State of Saints, at State of Saints. I, I, I just support everybody's podcast, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want everybody uh, to make sure that you subscribe, like. I think there's room for everybody. You know what I'm saying? There's room for everybody. There's content. Everybody's going to see things differently. Uh, you get the breakdown of the X's and O's on, on most of those channels, like Douche's channel and Big Q and crew. So, man, just shouts out to him, man. Thank y'all so much. Thank you for the support. And like always, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>